back to the read aloud of the Parker inheritance. Today we're on chapter three. A few minutes later, Candace returned to her room to change clothes. Her mother had suggested they grab lunch at the Lambert landmark, and then she'd finally take Candace to the library. But not in those holy jeans, her mother had said. As happy as Candace was about finding new books and spending some time with her mom, she was also worried about her, specifically about her mother's looming writing deadlines. Her mother was a romantic novelist. Jane Harris, Roberta Caldwell, Amanda Sandstone, she had written books under all of those names, and plenty others. She always said she wanted to take a break from romance assignments to write Miller novel. But with the house still dragging on, she'd signed up for three more projects, all with deadlines that would have been hard to meet, even if she'd been writing nonstop. But she wasn't writing, seemingly, at all. Instead, she watched a lot of reality TV shows, visited Miss Jones across the street, and took long walks around the neighborhood. As Candace searched her dresser for a more suitable pair of jeans, she heard her mother in the kitchen speaking on the phone in hushed tones. It was another reminder of how much smaller Grandma's house was compared to their place in Atlanta. Candace had always wondered if her parents had moved into their five-bedroom house thinking they'd have a lot of kids, and if they were disappointed when it ended up being only her. Well, well, look who's outside, her mother said breezily as they stepped out of the house ten minutes later. We should say hello. Across the street, Miss Jones and her son sat on the porch reading. Candace's mother had been encouraging her to walk over and introduce herself to the boy, but Candace hadn't seen the point. She would be back in Atlanta in two months. Why make friends when she was just going to leave? Plus, he was only 11 years old. She didn't like hanging out with boys her own age, much less boys who were a year younger. Hey, Juanita, Brandon, her mother said. We're off to grab a bite of lunch at PJ's and pop into the library. Care to join us? I just ate, Miss Jones said before turning to her son, but Brandon hasn't had lunch. What do you say? Want to tag along with Candace and Miss Miller? No, thank you, he replied. He didn't look up from his magazine. Maybe you didn't hear her, Miss Jones said. She's going to the library, too. Brandon glanced up. How long will you be there? Brandon, don't be rude, his mother snapped. Oh, it's fine, Candace's mother said. We'll be there for a while, I imagine. I've been promising to take Candace since we moved here. Today seems like a good day as any. Brandon and his mother stared at each other. It was clear that their eyes were having a private, silent conversation. He closed his magazine. Let me grab my wallet, he said, sounding defeated. Miss Jones smiled and motioned for him to stay. How about I treat? She rose from the chair. Let me grab my purse. I'll be back in a second. She entered the house. No one spoke for a few seconds. I heard you were an author, Brendan finally said to Candace's mother, breaking the silence. He had a short body and skinny legs. His high tops kept brushing against the porch as he rocked in his chair. Are you writing anything now? His voice was softer than it had been a moment before. Her mother fiddled with the clasp on her watch. Just a few projects, nothing serious. Are they, like, scary? Brandon asked. Or is it a romance like your other secret? Candace said, crossing her arms. Her mother didn't like talking about her books with people. At least, not when she was in the middle of writing them. It was one of her many superstitions when it came to her work. Her mom told me you're a pretty hardcore reader, her mom, or her mother said. What type of books do you like? A little of everything, Brandon said. I guess I like boy books. What does that even mean? 
Candace wanted to ask, books about guts and war? Books that only have boys? Who are your favorite authors? Her mother continued. Brandon stopped rocking. I don't know. Maybe Stephen King, James Patterson? He glanced at Candace and hesitated. Then he looked at his lap. You know, authors like that. Candace realized she was giving him a look. I like Stephen King and James Patterson as well, her mother said. Candace reads a little bit of everything, too, she said. Have you read anything new this summer, Candace? Candace shook her head. Her mother knew she hadn't read anything new. That was why we were heading to the library. Look at us, a big group of word nerds, her mother said. Her grin was much too wide. Candace frowned at her mother. Why was she trying to force a conversation when it was clear neither she nor Brandon wanted to talk? After thinking about it for a bit, Candace realized what was going on. This had all been a setup to get her and Brandon to spend more time together. Candace was sure her mom was in on it too. Was Brandon? It didn't matter. She already had Dee Dee and Courtney back in Atlanta. She didn't need any other friends, especially not 11-year-old book snobs. Chapter 4. Candace's father used to always complain about their house in Atlanta, the uneven garage, the creaky floors, and backyard that flooded every time there was a downpour. As they neared PJ's, Candace realized their house could have been much, much worse. Some of the buildings in this neighborhood, her mother had called it Vista Heights, looked like they'd toppled over with one good gust of wind. Every other window had barred across its frame. She checked to make sure her and her mother's door were locked, and she didn't know where she and her mother would live when they moved back to Atlanta, but it wouldn't be in their old neighborhood. All the houses there were too big for two people and way too expensive. There was no way their new neighborhood could be as rough as this could. If Brandon remained quiet during the trip. When they pulled into the parking lot, Candace fastened or unfastened her seatbelt and snuck a peek behind her. Brandon's door was unlocked. They entered PJ's and walked to the counter. Old black and white pictures hung on the wall, and a weathered wooden shoeshine stand sat in the corner, collecting dust. A few people inside the restaurant seemed or stared at them. It was like the regulars could tell they didn't belong. The daily special for me, Candace's mother said after staring at the menu for a few seconds. Candace, chicken fingers and fries. She had ruled out the special as soon as she'd read the menu. She hated fish with bones, and there was no way she was eating jalapeno and green onion hush puppies. Brandon ordered a burger and began to slide some money across the counter. Candace's mother stopped him. Boy, quit. Put that up, she said as she handed over a credit card. My mom said, it's fine, her mother said. We're neighbors. Despite her mother trying to best facilitate a real conversation, they ate their food, surprisingly good, Candace noted, as quickly as they could, then headed to the library. While Candace and her mother filled out forms from their, for their library cards, Brandon bolted up the stairs to the children's section, not bothering to wait for them. It ticked Candace off, but only for a second, because with him out of the way, she could pick out the books she wanted without him judging her. The boys at her old school were silly that way always making fun of whatever she and her friends read. Once upstairs, Candace walked up and down the aisles, pausing every few steps to pick up a book and inspect it. Cover. After making her way through the children's section, she moved to the teen books. She spotted Brandon sitting against a shelf with his knees pressed up to his chest. His face was literally buried in the book. She took a step closer to see what he was reading. Maybe he heard her 
because he snapped the book shut and stuffed it behind his back. Were you looking for me? Is it time to go? Candace shook her head. We'll probably be here for a while. Mom hasn't been to the library since we got to Lambert. It's like her step back into Narnia. You read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Candace felt herself smart. I read all seven books in the series. She almost added, even though I'm a girl, but decided against it. I've never finished them. They're always checked out. I want to read them in order. She wondered if he was talking about publication order or chronological order, but asking seemed a bit too hoity-toity. What you really should read is the Dark is Rising um, sequence, or the Hero and the Crown, or the Blue Sword, she suggested. I mean, maybe you won't like those last two because the main characters are girls, but I love those books, he sat up taller, and Arian is one of my favorite characters. Neither one spoke for a few seconds. He reached behind him and placed his fingers on the spine of the book, but he didn't pull it out. What are you reading? Candace asked. Is it another fantasy? It's nothing. His hand slid away from the book. Obviously, it wasn't nothing. Candace wondered if he was hiding the book because he didn't want her making fun of him. She really hadn't realized that was a possibility until right then. Do you come here a lot? Candace asked. She used to always talk about books with her mom, but that seemed to be happening less and less with everything else going on in their lives. Hurry used to bring me during the school year, but the timing hasn't worked out so well this summer. It took her a moment to remember that Tori was his older sister. Her mom had mentioned her a while back. Can you ride your bike here? She readjusted her shoulder bag. It's not that far from your house. Mom doesn't want me riding by myself. Candace thought about this. Once she was sure of the answer, she said, I'm sure Mom and I will be spending a lot of time here. I bet we could give you a ride the next time we come. He blinked at her. At home. When I said that I liked Stephen King and James Patterson, you looked like you wanted to reach out and knock me upside the head. Now she was the one who sounded like a snob. It's just, I don't think there's such a thing as boy books or girl books. I think there are people books. At least that's what mom always said when dad complained about what I was reading. I'm surprised she didn't say anything at your house. She was probably being polite, he said. Anyway, sorry about the way I was acting on our porch. I was kind of mad that our moms were forcing us to meet. I didn't know what they were planning until right before you walked over. Candace smiled. At least she wasn't the only one being manipulated. So, how many books do you have in your bag, he continued. You're only allowed to check out ten at a time. I don't know. I stopped counting at fifteen. She pulled some books out of her bag. I'd better return these. Wait, maybe we could share. You check out ten, and I'll check out ten. He pulled the book from behind his back. Have you read Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. After an hour, Candace headed to the computer lab downstairs. Her desktop computer had crashed right before they moved, but Candace, mom, or wanted to wait until the fall before buying her a new one, which was easy for her mom since she has her own laptop. Candace was the one forced to check her email on her mom's phone all summer. A man sat at a desk in front of the room. Sign up here, he said, nodding toward a notebook. Since we're so busy, we're limiting internet usage to 20 minutes per person. Once she was called up, she quickly made her way to her computer. After logging in, she checked her email. No new messages. She was about to go to her favorite puzzle website next, but she paused. She rubbed her grandmother's bracelet and typed Abigail Caldwell plus Lambert plus Fired. The screen filled the links. The first article 
were all about how her grandmother had been fired after digging up a tennis court at Vickers Park. The residents were really mad, especially since it seemed like the city didn't have the funds to quickly repair the court. Further down the page was a link to an editorial written in the Lambert Trader by a black city council member who talked about how much of a disappointment her grandmother was to the African-American community. Instead of positively showing what a black woman could do as a city manager, the politician wrote, Abigail Caldwell's inept and incompetent actions have set her back racial progresses at least 30 years. Candace quickly closed the webpage without finishing the article. So maybe her grandmother had made a mistake, a huge mistake, but that still didn't give the man the right to talk about her like that. She was sure her grandmother had done good things as city manager too. Candace's time ran out before she could summon the courage to read any more articles. The man at the desk told her she could sign up again and get back to the waiting line, but she decided against it. Candace found her mother hoping she was ready to go, but her mom was ferociously in a yellow notepad with piles of books surrounding her at the table. 30 more minutes, her mom said, not looking up. Can't break the flow. She didn't know what her mom had found in the stacks, but it looked like something had kick-started her writing. Candace started back up the stairs, but stopped halfway when she saw Brandon heading toward her. Hey, I was coming down to find you, he said. Already finished? Yeah, I'm done with the internet for today, she said. Then she rubbed her arms. It's kind of cold in here. I'm going to sit outside. Cool. I'll come with you, he said. I mean, if it's okay. She shrugged. Fine by me. They checked out their books and walked outside. An ice cream truck played Pop Goes the Weasel in the distance. They sat down on the bench. Candace slowly popped her knuckles. She could see that stupid editorial in her head. Did you know my grandmother? She finally blurted out. Brandon looked up from his book. I only moved to Lambert three years ago. Granddad knew her pretty well. He's lived here for like 20 years. He moved here after he retired. Candace wondered what Brandon's grandfather thought of her grandmother. Did he see her as a disgrace, a failure? Do you know where Vickers Park is, she asked. Are there um, tennis courts there? Brandon struck a finger or stuck a finger in his book to save his place. Is this about your grandmother getting fired from her job with the city? Candace's shoulder sank. How did you know about that? I thought you just moved here. He said he got a real deal or a raw deal. He said she got a raw deal. He shifted on the bench. Vickers Park is in Vista Heights. It's not too far from PJ's. Candace rifled through her bag, trying to decide what to read. Then glanced at Brandon. He had returned to his book, his mouth moving a little as he read line by line. She couldn't tell what book he had opened, but it wasn't that Judy Bloom one. As he or at his last suggestion, she had checked out all the books with girl main characters, and he had checked out all the books featuring boys. She had kept her mouth shut this time. Hey, I'm sorry. Can I ask you another question? She asked. He looked up again. Do you know why she was fired? The rumor is that she thought something was hidden underneath the court. He wrinkled his nose. So much for confidentiality. She pressed or decided not to press further. And um what she was looking for? I can ask. It's okay, Candace quickly said. She didn't want to talk to anyone else about her grandmother's buried treasure, especially other adults. She didn't want to make her grandma's reputation worse. Really, he said, it's no, just forget it. 
It all sounded so silly, especially now that she was talking about it with someone other than her mother. She could see why her grandma lost her job. I feel totally stupid even for bringing it up. Sure thing, he said. Then, almost five minutes later, while still looking at the book, he said, For what it's worth, I don't think you're stupid. I mean, stupid people don't read all five books in the dark is rising sequence, right? He paused and added, I bet stupid people don't even call it a sequence. Candace waited for him to continue, but he just flipped the page and went back to reading. She smiled. Brandon was a book snob, but maybe that wasn't such a bad thing after all. We will pick up on chapter five tomorrow. Bye.